0: Welcome to the 39th episode of In The Between. My name is Danny. and I'm uh, Nadia and today we'll be talking about the LaSalle show. Yeah well on social media I've been seeing a lot of different um, graduates being featured in different platforms and of course they, they are under this big idea of class of 2020 right so this mass um, graduation of Um, graduates from all over the world who are going into, who who have graduated during the COVID-19 pandemic and whose end-of-year work has been affected a lot by COVID-19. So today we'll be talking about our students in LaSalle College of the Arts in Singapore and the Class of 2020's work.
1: Yeah, so there is a dedicated website. It's Um, The LaSalle LaSalle Show So TLS There's an acronym there .lasalle.edu.sg And we're going to talk specifically about The School of Fashion um, Graduate work that is on the site So yes, you know uh, There was a lot of disruption To their work in this final semester From, you know, like um, Reduced face time To then like, please evacuate the school Take everything with you And you know, do this at home, um, sort of a situation, and then like reduction in some um, assessment criteria as well, you know, so I think there's been a lot of adaptation, um, and kudos to all of them for graduating well. So, (laughs) um, I I must say, I Uh, always afford to, Yeah.
0: Um there is apart from the main uh mm. LaSalle website, there's also like a micro site that mm. is, was done just for the School of Fashion. So for those of you who only want to see fashion, you can head over to LaSalle, L-A-S-A-L-L E, S O F, so that's the school of fashion dot com, and you can see just the fashion students' work.
1: Mm, fabulous. Um yeah, so I think today we're going to try to be – I mean, we, we love all our students' work, so uh, we were having a hard time trying to pick what to, what to talk about. But well, we've divided into four themes, mm-hmm. um, and here they are. So the first is inclusivity, diversity. So we're going to look at projects that you know, embrace that concept. Um, second is the idea of Singaporeanness. The third is retrofuturism. And the fourth is, of course, sustainability. So let's dive in. Um, I think let's start with Samuel's work. Um, so Samuel is a student who has come up with this project called Femboyant, And it explores camp in Singapore. Um, so it's a really fun, very well-researched project. Um, Project. So, I'm having a bit of trouble getting back to that page because I have too many pages Actually. open. <laughs> so, give me a minute. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, this project is really just all about Samuel because like, he, you know, he's all about the theatrics, but he's also thinking about wit, about versatility. He wants to subvert gender archetypes imagined in Southeast Asia. And he uses fashion to make statements about this. Mm-hmm. And I really like the name of his project, Famboyant. So it's like, you know, uh, femme or farm, And then um, boy, because there's this idea of like um, the balloons that, you know, one uses to make those like balloon sculptures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like flamboyant, but it's femme buoyant. So it's a really fun play on words. And um, he mixes and matches references from icons of high and low camp, uh, and translates them into a myriad of textiles and silhouettes. And I think the strength of Samuel's projects comes from his ability to kind of put everything together in a really unexpected way, and also the way he has articulated his project as well, uh, really gives us kind of some you know, thought-provoking moments as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Well, I really enjoyed also the work um, that a lot of the media students have been doing in terms of diversity um, and inclusivity. And that's because the image, uh, creating new representations is very important. Um, In particular, I think my students in, well, I teach a lot in the diploma course, the diploma in fashion, which has the media and the fashion design elements in it. And um, there was this trend towards um, undergarments and like like skin colored undergarments, and they were often kind of photographed in this kind of with diverse skin colors and diverse um, body types. So some of the projects that um, would be interesting to look through on the site are by Edda Yu, Y-E-W, and um, by Hu and Hua. So they both were looking at uh, representing different size models um, with different skin tones and for example, who and what did the skin color um, undergarments, and we can see that um, that's quite a big thing in the industry right now as well. And of course, I also have um, a student called uh, Vita Nikoleva, and she did a really fun, kind of modest wear brand idea that she photographed in a very uh, youthful and very contemporary way. So it's, a really fun project. And I'm really impressed by the level of work that they have done. So the diploma students are a little bit younger, but they have um, really grasped and like grasped onto these concepts and created really fun images. And of course, we have the work in, B- in the bachelor's uh, fashion media and industry. So we have Yong Junbo Gabriel, who was exploring the idea of um again different body sizes and he was talk- his project is titled gazing back Relancing mm-hmm. the fat femme and queer body yeah and it's really beautiful the way that he photographed it it's really like landscapes and very textural and um a lot of the projects tend to be very personal in yes. the va program because they spend like a year in it and um, are often encouraged to look within themselves to create their work.
1: Yeah, and I think they're very um, daring in how they approach their projects, you know, and they they really kind of live and breathe their projects because they do it in studio, they do it for dissertation, um, and it's really nice to see what they come up with and how they uh, interact with the discourse that's come before them, you know, whether academically or um, within society. So I think it's very rewarding um, for them and certainly for us to, to watch um, and be a part of that journey. Yeah. Um, I think we can move on to the idea of Singaporeaness. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think the project that kind of goes with both of these, like Singaporeaness, but also like um, diverse lenses is Te uh, Hui Mei, who did this photo series. So she's under the um, fashion media and uh strand. And she did Euphoria. And she was looking at um, the Singapore Merdeka generation. So Merdeka is the word um, for the Merdeka generation is like that first generation since uh, Singapore's independence. And um, so by now, they are in their 70s, 80s. And Mm. so she photographed this um, um, group of Merdeka generation ladies in probably their 70s in a really fun kind of almost um, very irreverent styling um, with like beaded headdresses and really colourful floral dresses and referencing a lot of material culture from um, advertisements from um, the past
1: as well. Yeah. And of course we have Tessa's work um, that you supervised uh, which is about Chinese funerals, right? Yeah. So, um, apparently, mourning was quite
0: a big theme also in general, <laughs> like death and mourning. Um, and Tessa's work was looking at, uh, Ch- yeah, the I mean, the Singaporean Chinese are all um, descendants of different parts of China, so they practice different strands of um, Taoism, etc. And so she looked at funeral garments and then proposed what the future funeral garments could look like. And she used a lot of material culture analysis. So she actually got real uh, funeral garments from undertakers in Singapore and she photographed them in a very um, kind of ethnographic way before continuing her research to do the future part of it. So it was really good to supervise her project. I really yeah. learned different
1: things as well. I you know she always thinks out of the box. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this was a really well done project, you know, and she really got into it. And uh, I think another project that both of us have enjoyed would be um, the one by Sia Li mm, So yeah. yeah, maybe you can talk more about it and then we can talk about how we were involved.
0: Yeah, so Li Yi's work... Um, I really enjoy it because it's something that I'm interested in, which is everyday dress as well. So she was looking at the wardrobes of 60 uh, uh, Singaporean women from um, around the island. So she was trying to map out what the Singaporean identity is. Um, She began with the theory that Singaporeans all look the same and have a uniform. But what she found out uh, was that every single person had a had their own, um, uh, identity, even if outside and um, just like generally it might look like it was similar. Um, I really liked that. She also did, she used different modes to kind of communicate her research. And, um, she did this website that is really fun that we can look at, which is apparently dot cargo dot site slash map. And she's done like a map of Singapore with a red dot where you can look at all her subjects and she's done it in this kind of CSI investigation style Um, and she really, I really enjoyed how she had like different, um, like how she was interested in the everyday and how fashion encompasses that as well.
1: Yeah, I especially um, liked how she was meticulous about the research process so I mean, it's 60 individuals, right? And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we were both, uh, we are both uh, part of that 60 individuals. And mm-hmm. she asked us, I think, to give like five to six garments and then she photographed them and then she had to return yeah. them. So imagine that like, she did this with 60 people. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: She, she had a little uh, checklist. So you have, I think it was like a top, a bottom a, a dress. Socks And I forgot what the other two things were But it was the, the brief was something like What will you wear for the rest of your life So almost like you're a Sims character And you only had mm-hmm. this little wardrobe
1: Yeah, a super um, curated capsule wardrobe Yeah uh, So it's, it's a really beautiful project And yeah, she's realized this website You know, which is um, really fun to explore um, And I think there's this voyeuristic element to it Which I enjoy, you know Just like getting into you know, people's models that you wouldn't normally do, and mm-hmm. you know, seeing their most intimate, um, yeah, garments and choices. And I also remember that she gave an in, or like she conducted interviews with the individuals to mm-hmm. kind of make you see what the identity of the person was like um, to complement, you know, the the images of the of the clothes. So that was really fun.
0: Yeah, I I liked that a lot, and I. I also like the fact that you can go into research with a hypothesis and be completely proven wrong, mm. <laughs> and that's also very
1: interesting. Yeah, that's actually quite quite true. Yeah, almost as if she wanted to be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, which is a a good premise, I think. Yeah.
0: Um. Another project that was looking at something very Singaporean uh, is uh, Nicole Ong Yi Ting. So she did. We, we went from fashion to food. And so what she did was she created this kind of uh, in, deconstructed uh, installations of like some of Singapore's most famous dishes, like for example, laksa. And then mm. she would break up like the, the prawns, the chili paddy, the eggs, the onions and kind of like display them in this very um, really beautiful sculptural way which looks very visual merchandising, like something that could, could be used in visual merchandising. And so it shows you that fashion doesn't just always have to be about clothes and that there's, it's, it's about aesthetics, it's about arrangement, and it's like so much part of lifestyle as we have seen how brands are moving in all these different directions.
1: Yeah. What about um, the next theme, retrofuturism? So maybe you can Retro explain that a bit.
0: Futurism. <laughs> I got this specific um, work from one of the students' uh, projects. So this is Yao Yanting's project, and she was looking at. Um, she was looking at uh, creating something that looked futuristic, but with by looking at the past from like the 80s and 90s. So she ends up having things that look very, like a wonka Y 90s film with those filters, and yet the styling of the hair looks something out of like Blade Runner. And I found that in quite a few projects, it seems that to imagine the future, I mean, it's very common, like even if you look at films like her, um, to imagine the future, we often look towards the past, and so you can see that in her project as well as Olivia Chen, Chen Cheng's project also has this kind of like Blade Runner feel. And it's quite interesting because um, they are students with like Chinese heritage. And so, they, um, Olive, so for Olivia, she is from China, but she is basing her hypothetical brand in Hong Kong. So it's got that kind of retrofuturism that Hong Kong is known for. Mm,
1: interesting. Yeah, I think for me, what has been fun is well, this year we kind of um, encourage more practice-based um, dissertations, right? So we could really see the link between you know what the students were researching and what they were creating in the studio. Um, and for me, I mean, sustainability is you know such a big part of um, what the students are looking at and something that we push them to explore. Uh, and to integrate into their projects Even if it's not the main idea But mm-hmm. um, You know, just moving Beyond, you know, what we said about like singaporean and then now you're saying about Hong Kong We have students coming from um, All over Asia And I think, you know, it's been very Interesting for us to see how they look at Their own backgrounds as well So for example, if we look At um, Kristen Chia's work mm-hmm. So Kristen you know, was thinking about um, zero-waste pattern cutting. Mm. And I thought, you know, that's... I mean, that's something that's very trendy, right? Like, um, for student fashion designers. Um, but then she thought about it in a really interesting way, which was to look at uh, dying arts in Malaysia. And she zeroed in... Uh, no pun intended. Uh, on the traditional <laughs> kite, um, the wau which is the national symbol of Malaysia. And um, she merges this with, um, yeah, with zero waste pattern cutting. So looking at how the kite is made and trying to see how that could, you know, be applied to to the making of clothes. Mm. So it's yeah, it's really interesting to to see that research, you know, and how yeah. she translated something that you wouldn't really associate with something like zero waste pattern cutting um, to realize her project.
0: Yeah. Um, one, thing, one thing I love about zero waste paper cutting is that they always put the paper patterns there, like the drawings, because it's basically just using up that rectangle or that square. And technically, anyone who has those um, lines could follow on the pattern. So it's been explored a lot with um, open source platforms as well. And actually, a lot of zero waste paper cutting is inspired by very old garments from cultures that respect Fabric because every single centimeter has been woven and takes a long time to do. Yeah. So, for example, like um, clothing from the Aztecs or um, the in India. I have another student in diploma that also explores zero waste paper cutting. She's from Vietnam. Um, her name is I. I know her as Jane, but on the on the diploma in fashion page, you can find her under Nguyen Thi Van An and her project is called stranger and a lot of our students from all over asia come to singapore and live here and call it their home for like 3 years at least or some longer and they really get involved in the culture here as well and i love that so for yeah. jane she was inspired by the ama which is like the grandma um and, and she looked she looked at hdb apartments so that is um the public housing in Singapore. And she also did zero waste paper cutting based on um, this kind of geometric forms and the kind of uh, the kind of like short sleeve and pants ensemble that Amas often are seen wearing. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed her project and she was very thoughtful with it. Another student that also did kind of zero waste and upcycling in diploma was a Korean student. So her name is Kim Senna. And she also looked at Korean silhouettes and Korean um, patchwork and quilting techniques to create like a really um, beautiful kind of uh, romantic uh, collection with like ruffles and it was all in white cotton and it was all upcycled from clothing that she had gathered as well. And a lot of her reference points were like her childhood photographs where she's like wearing this really dresses and like with volumes so it's really i love that personal aspect in the students mm. projects and to see them come together into contemporary
1: yeah work. i liked how they were all telling their stories to yeah. us and you know it's such a um, nice learning journey for us as well i mean we're there kind of supervising and um, giving ideas and advising but then you know most of the time, I'm like, you know, so intrigued by what they have to say and the ideas they have and the things that I don't know yet that they show to me. Mm-hmm. So, it's so rewarding too. Yeah. Mm, so, I think, I mean, we, we can't possibly cover all of the students' work, uh, but I hope that we have given um, you guys a taste of what's, you know, available, what our students are capable of. Um, as they go out into the working world, you know, and we we just can't wait to see what more they come up with um, after this. Yay! Yay! Congratulations, Class of 2020! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's it from us for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you listen to, please subscribe. Um, and if you can, do leave us a review as well on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you. And if you have any requests for what to talk about, um, that would be great as well. You can email us or DM us. We are at Nadia in the vitrine at gmail.com and DannyInTheVetrine at gmail.com. Or just slide into our DMs at in the on Instagram. Thank you so yes. much. Bye. Bye.